Well, we're about to kick off football season, and what better way to kick off football season than to have Will Reichert on Jimmy Stein's world-famous countdown. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Thank you for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys so much. Let's jump right into the countdown, Jimmy. We're going to talk about Will Reichert, who, uh, you know, there he is right there, number 16 in your program, number one in your heart. Arguably the best kicker in Alabama history. Arguably. Um, I, I, I probably wouldn't rank him there myself. Um, I don't think he's had – enough uh, huge moments. He, If he had made the kick against Tennessee, I think maybe I do put him there, but he missed it. It is what it is. I don't know about you, Jimmy. I, I, and I don't want to get off subject here. That game makes me sick to my – there are very few games, like even losses, that I just cannot watch. I cannot watch that Tennessee game. It it, it makes me so mad on so many levels. The The – Poor play calling towards the end, uh, the pass interference call, which was bogus and late. Uh, that all just makes me so mad. But I digress. Let's talk about Will Reichert, and I will let you let you shine. Well, yeah that that was a uh, that was a heck of a digression there. But um, but Will did miss the kick against Tennessee. I can't help but think uh, there's no way to know this. And it's fine if it's true or if it's not true, but I can't help but think that miss against Tennessee might have been one of the reasons Will came back because Will was leaving. I mean, there there was no question at one point he had made the decision to to move on, right? I mean, we even all saw him in the stadium on senior day. You know, uh, he he was leaving as late as, as that day and uh, and changed his mind, thank goodness, because by returning, uh, he is one of the best football players in the country. Uh, he, he, is a, he is a strong candidate. Uh, to be a first-team All-American. I think he's the best kicker in Alabama history, but I I go by a more simple method. I I just look at attempts and makes, and and, and he uh, just three fantastic seasons in a row, 22 of 26 last year. Uh, Two years ago was 14 of 14, you know, in the national championship year in 2020. Um, and, and, And a pretty good kickoff guy, really improved. A lot of people don't know this, but he only had 14 touchbacks in 2020, 14. He had 59 the following year in 2021. So this is a guy that's worked on his leg strength. He's worked on his range. I think that's the last box he needs to check. Another reason he probably returned to college football is as long as make is 52. I think the NFL would like to see that number around 56 or 57, to be honest, which is a heck of a, uh, you know that to add five yards uh, on your longest kick is uh, is a big deal, but you know that's that's no doubt what he's been working on. Uh, he, you know, I, I I was tempted to rank him number one on the team. That sounds I know to so many people silly, and you can't rank a kicker number one. Uh, I, I, I get that, and I did. I, I put him back here at five for that reason. But this is why I almost ranked him number one, Luke. Um, no player on our team does their job better than Will does his. He is he's probably better at kicking than anyone else on the team. Arguably Kool-Aid's the best cornerback 
in college football, so he's going to be higher. Uh, but I would say Will Riker does his job on this team as good as anyone does their job on the team, and that's why I have him up here at number five. And I, I think he is the best kicker in Alabama history. And I think, unfortunately, when I say unfortunately, I think Will 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 win a game this year again. He won the Texas game a year ago. Uh, I'm I think there'll be another game or two he wins because I'm anticipating Alabama yet again playing a few close games and when that happens it could come down to that and and, and at that particular moment we're going to be really happy that uh that will Riker return for a uh, fifth season at alabama lucas missed a kick luke's kick is wide right take it <laughs> luke is wide right he went with the mute button i've I've been so good at that. Like the last two, I don't think I've done it. And I did it just there. And what I was going to say was that um, you said Will four times in a row to start yeah, a sentence. I realized I was saying Will, Will. You know why? I realized I was saying Will, Will. And I'm like, don't say Will, Will. And then I'm like, well, what the heck else are you going to say? Yeah. So that's where I went really off the rails. No, when I was about to say Will, Will, I'm like, stop. Don't do Will, Will. But then, like, what's the other word? And then the next thing you know, it had come out four times. One of my pet peeves, and, and it's kind of a funny, stupid pet peeve, though. Do you know how people say, well, we don't do that, but we do do this? And I'm like, you do do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that doesn't make – like, don't say that. So, Will Will. I know. You do four times. Uh, <laughs> that, that just got me. And then, of course – like every time I think it's karma, every time I want to make fun of you for screwing something up, I'm always muted. And it's the, the irony is just dripping through the podcast. Um, but yeah, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, the, the thing about Reichert, I'm looking here for kicking records at Alabama. Uh, Lee Tiffin has uh, the, the most field goals with 83. Will Reichert, do you know how many he has? Just take a stab. Uh, not all, uh, somewhere around 62. Oh my God, you savant. <laughs> did yes. I really did I get that? Well, you I did. I, 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 I'm not looking at it now. I'm really not, but I did do the research on him about two days ago. So I remembered oh. roughly, roughly. So that, that's a little, a little cheating, but I do know he's going to pass Lee Tiffin most likely this year. He'll most likely pass him. By the way, Will Reichard may, uh, set the all-time college football record for extra points. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama scored a lot of touchdowns since Will Riker's been there. And that's a heck of a thing to say. I kick more extra points than anybody that's ever played college football. Uh, he, he's going to pass Lee Tiffin. And one thing I'll say in terms of is Will the best kicker ever, uh, I think we overlooked Lee Tiffin a lot, who was a first-team All-American in 2009. I don't believe any other Alabama kicker has ever been a first-team All-American, including Riker. So, Philip Doyle had it? What? Who? Philip Doyle? I don't believe he was. He might have been. I'm going to look that up when you're on a rant next time, and I'm going to confirm that. Oh, I'll rant I can rant about Tyler Booker soon. He does – Will Reichert does own the uh, number one position for field goal percentage at University of Alabama with 82.7. Of course, that percentage would be even better if he'd made the kick against Tennessee. But uh, that being said – um, the moat you said that he should pass uh, Lee Tiffin this year, and he should. But the most he's had, he needs 22 to do it. And yeah. 
the last two seasons he's kicked exactly 22. 22. So, so he's, got to, he's got to replicate. Mm-hmm. I, I think I know this is going to – boy, here, here we go. Now, now I'm doing the negative side of the season. Now people won't even watch the games. I, I think Alabama's going to score a little less this year due to the change in offensive philosophy, and I think they're going to score less. They're going to run the ball more, and they're going to score less. But I think as touchdowns decline, field goals may go up. We might see more of Will Reichard with this new emphasis on running the ball. And I mean it not necessarily as like, oh, no, I I think it might actually be a good thing. Uh, As long as the drive ends in kicks, Alabama's going to win the game. And by drives ending in kicks, I mean extra points after field goals, field goal attempts, or even punts. Uh, Alabama will win the game if they don't turn the ball over uh, with this uh, running the football emphasis. So I think Will will there. I did it. I did it. I did Will will again. Uh, he'll he'll kick a lot of field goals this season. I think he'll have his career high number of uh, field goals made. Um, just for the record, I did look it up. Philip Doyle was an All American. Actually, more of an All American if that's the way you want really? to look at it. Um, he was AP UPI. NEA, WC, AFCA, FWAA, SH, TSN, I guess that's the sporting news, and FN, whatever that was. And uh, Lee Tiffin was AP and CBS. So um, Philip Doyle actually, and uh, he was the, you know, Philip Doyle, Van Tiffin wasn't even an All American, just, you know, but anyway. People were remember Van Tiffin weirdly. I, I've talked about this before a lot uh, on the board, and I'm a huge Van Tiffin fan because he made what I think is the most fun kick in Alabama football history is 57 yards to beat Auburn. He's a legend and an icon, oh, yeah. I think, because of that made kick. But Van Tiffin's career numbers do not yeah. hold up to Doyle's or, or, or Lee Tiffin or his son, Lee Tiffin, or, uh, or even Reichard. Uh, and now throw this in, Luke. On top of it all, Van Tiffin and Philip Doyle, wider goalposts yeah. and, and using a kicking tee. Yeah, you know, that's now, a good point. Now they off the ground with skinnier posts. So it's harder to do these days. I'll say this, though. Even though the Van Tiffin kick would – I mean, everybody would say that's the most memorable kick, I believe, unless you want to go Papanastos. <laughs> <laughs> for, for other reasons. But um, I, I'm going to tell you, when I think Alabama field goal kicks, I think Philip Doyle, Tennessee, 1990, because yeah. he made the kick after we blocked their kick, and he got hit in the mouth. He was bleeding, and he runs yeah. over to the Tennessee sideline doing finger guns. I mean, that man was a man. But yeah. um, anywho, all right, let's, I might – if I find that video, I'm going to put it up because uh, I'm so – interested in how I can do these video things now. Anywho, um, let me tell you about LinkedIn, LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team and helps you find them faster and for free. It's a big deal. All you got to do is go to LinkedIn jobs, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame, to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and it helps you find them much faster than you even dreamed. 
post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will, I bet, apply. Jimmy, on the next Locked on Bama, we're getting really dangerously close to finishing up your countdown. So that's probably what we'll do next. Let's keep up with the countdown. Let's get to Mr. Tyler Booker, who uh, – oh, that's a good shot of him right there. Um, he's just a – he's a dude, man. I, I I really love Tyler Booker. I'm so glad you have him this high. Um, I think he's going to be crucial to Alabama's success this year. So a big Tyler Booker fan, and it sounds like you are too. Absolutely. I've ranked him as the fourth best player on the whole team. Team pretty impressive in the true sophomore year. And as a matter of fact, think about, uh, uh, you know, Booker is a strong candidate to be the number one player on this list uh, next year. Uh, he, he is just another one of these five-star guys who's lived up to, uh, he's just lived up to the billing, to say the least. Um, he has done, I mean, I, I think his greatest impact is just described as this. Nick Saban had never in his time at Alabama, we're talking 15 years, had never once substituted on the offensive line. He's played the five starters, and they're the starters, and they don't come out until the game is decided. But Tyler Booker was so good as a true freshman, uh, he agreed, we, we've just got to get this guy on the field. It's not fair or right to bench uh, older players who are not only returning starters, but good players doing a good job, and Emil Echior and Javion Cohen at the time. So he's like, all right, let's rotate. So Tyler Booker uh, forced Nick Saban to do something differently than he had done for 15 years. And on top of that, Luke, now throw in how impressive is this? Not only did Tyler Booker rotate in at guard, he rotated in at both spots. As a true freshman, he played left guard and right guard in the same game all year long. Uh, then then obviously started the Kansas State game because Echior was hurt now by then. And, and of course, Cohen left the program and Echior is now with the Colts. So Booker is the best guard on the team. I uh, did get a lot of experience last year playing. Uh, I think he is, is going to be on the right side with J.C. Latham, who we've yet to cover in the countdown to show you how high he is. And I think the two of them will form the best right side of an offensive line anywhere in college football. It's nice to say that about an Alabama offensive line after a pretty disastrous 2021 up front and uh, an improved but still needing to improve offensive line in 2022. Uh, Tyler Booker and J.C. Latham on the right side should be yet another reason Alabama is going to be run heavy this fall because why would you not run behind those two? Uh, they're just fantastic players. Booker, uh, assuming he stays healthy, he's going to have a great NFL career. He also, for those who have yet to see him speak, uh, Tyler Booker is one of the brightest kids on this football team. He's extremely uh, well-spoken, articulate, and a leader. Uh, you can tell – listening to him talk for a minute and, and I'm sure he's going to be one of the first guys they put in front of the cameras this uh, fall during fall camp. Be sure to watch that. He, he will blow your socks off. He, he's really good. And uh, his name will be in that sidewalk one day. I mean, th this kid's born to lead, born to be a pro, showed up a pro. And, and I've said that about a handful of guys over the years. It's the highest compliment you can give to an 18 year old, but Tyler Booker showed up a pro. And by that, in his approach, in his play, uh, this, this kid is a professional, and, uh, boy, we're lucky to have him. Uh, good chance he wins an outlet trophy, too. Not this year, but but in 2024. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm a big fan here. And, you know, I'm a big fan of something else, just FYI. 
Looking for Brooks in the corner. Got it. Touchdown, Alabama. I just like yeah. putting that in there. Are you a big fan of that play or beating Auburn or the fact that you figured out how to do this? All of the above. <laughs> I'll go uh, I'll go A, all of the below. Um, anyway, uh, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some recruiting. We're going to talk some Alabama. But I got to tell you about a team that is shocking the recruiting world, if you ask me. And we're back. Jimmy, Dylan Stewart is a name some Alabama fans may know a little bit about. Uh, he was linked to Alabama uh, in a roundabout way, but most people thought he would wind up at Georgia or Ohio State. Makes a lot of sense, right? Instead, he committed today to the University of South Kakalaki. Now, on the surface, you're like, what's the big deal, Lou? The big deal to me is now Shane Beamer has gone into – the Washington DC area. And he is getting uh, Dylan Stewart, who is one of the top probably 10 players in this class. And last year he went into that same area and got one of the top 15 players in that class in Nicholas Harbor from that same area. And I just feel like, you know, when I saw that today, and I know Shane Beamer can be a little goofy. I know he can, but man, I'm going to tell you, Jimmy, I've been saying this all along when Alabama loses Nick Saban, whenever that is, um, I think we're going to have to go the complete opposite of what Saban is. Because if you try to replicate Saban's process, if you try to replicate who Saban is, you can't do it. He's one of a kind. They busted the mold. He's unbelievable. You, you can't do it. You've got to go the opposite. Dabo Sweeney would kind of be the opposite. But I think Dabo's too entrenched in Clemson now. And um, I, I think that's fine. Shane Beamer is somebody that I'm looking at this thing going, I don't know that I would hate that. And we don't have to go off on a rant about Shane Beamer potentially replacing Nick Saban. But I do want you to comment on how well Shane Beamer is recruiting. And also, when you look around the landscape of college football, this is why the Pac-12 is dissolving. This is why uh, the Big 12 is, you know, getting people like Cincinnati and Houston. Um, and the, the Big Ten and the SEC are where it's at, man, specifically the SEC. Because when South Carolina is bringing in five stars that Ohio State wants, that's a problem for everybody else. We're just different. This whole conference is just different. Yeah, we were just talking about this very thing uh, this morning on the BOL Roundtable. Uh, we were discussing this exact thing because it is such a big story in college football to me, Dylan Stewart uh, choosing South Carolina. Um and shout out to Shane Beamer. I'm a big fan of Shane Beamer's. I don't know about replacing Saban, but I, I'm I'm a big fan of Shane Beamer. I think he's one of the most likable coaches in all of college football. And obviously, a lot of prospects feel the same. He is definitely elevating South Carolina's profile with his recruiting and his success on the field. I don't think we talked about enough in college football about what South Carolina did down the stretch, just blowing out Tennessee, uh, beating Clemson. Uh, pushing Notre Dame for 60 minutes, uh, beating Florida. Uh, this, this is a good program that Shane Beamer has getting better. Before people get carried away, I think this is only now four top 100 players in the last two classes. That's not a lot. So Alabama, for instance, over the same period has is, is signed, is, is signed 21 where they're at four. So there, there's no comparison there yet. But, man, Nicholas Harbor, Dylan Stewart, uh, just big, big-time names that you normally see at the Alabamas or the Ohio State. So great job by him. 
I think the challenge for Beamer in South Carolina in terms of uh, having success and continuing it will be, what are they going to do at quarterback when Spencer Rattler cycles out? Uh, I think Spencer's a really good player. I think he's a really good college football player uh, and an interesting NFL prospect. And uh, he probably doesn't get enough attention either. I know he's been wildly inconsistent, but but the, the fact of the matter is when he's good, he's really good. Uh, and, and, and when you're capable of making the big time throw and replicating that, then th- that next level is going to be pretty interested in you because not everybody can make those throws. Sure, he might throw too many picks. He might throw too many incompletions, but he's capable of making all the throws. So uh, I think South Carolina, Luke, uh, I don't think they're going to challenge Georgia in the East, but I think I think they could win nine games, and uh, they have a tough schedule because, you know, there's always Clemson at the end after the eight SEC games. A strong South Carolina is good for Alabama in this, even though, frankly, now with divisionless football, it may not matter as much. But a strong South Carolina at least gives Georgia more of a run for their money. Um, so there's that. Um, anything else recruiting wise? Yeah. You know, I know we, we can talk about Amari Jefferson later because we know he's going to be committing uh, Saturday. We think it's to Alabama. Not sure. Um, K.J. Bolden's going to be committing on August 5th, but that will not right. be to Alabama. Um, like what else you got? Well, I think K.J. Bolden most likely goes to Georgia. I think there's a possibility it's Auburn. I think there's a possibility it's Florida State. But, uh, but the POL, we're, we're, we're likely to predict Georgia there. Uh, Amari Jefferson, again, commits uh, Saturday. This is big. I, I, I hope people understand how good this kid is. I want everybody to focus on the on three rankings. With Amari Jefferson, on three is the best in the business. I think we're way ahead of the curve here. By December, all the other services will catch up. Amari Jefferson's a national elite prospect, uh, in my opinion, and an on three's opinion. Uh, and we're watching his commitment on Saturday closely. Benefit bonus with him, really good baseball player. I mean, really good. This is not a, well, he might play two sports. No, this is a He's playing two-sport guy. He will be on the baseball field and will probably be an impactful baseball player, regardless of what's going on with football. Uh, but he will be a football first guy. He's making a football decision. Uh, he will be on football scholarship. Uh, great frame, uh, long strider, very skilled, completely dominates the competition he plays against in East Tennessee that's a big announcement on Saturday. Uh, how about this other name I'll throw out there? Here's a name we haven't really talked about. Uh, Hastings, Joseph Hastings has a great profile on him uh, yesterday on BOL, Luke. And that's Red Morgan from Central Phoenix City. Uh, he's a safety that Alabama has quite a bit of interest in. Um, Alabama has offered him. Uh, he's going to come back for an official visit. He is committed to Florida State, who has a very good class they're putting together. As we all know what Central Phoenix City's program is. I mean, just one division you know a power five prospect after another we've already got the defensive tackle there uh, as we know the wide receivers committed to texas a&m cam coleman uh, but red morgan is a safety that alabama is watching very closely a new age safety to me luke uh, a little bit like malcolm moore in the sense that he's sort of he's a safety but he's got a lot of covered skills he's a guy that probably could get away with corner star could even be his best position uh, but I, I like Red Morgan, and I think Alabama likes him, but this is a relationship that's growing. That's something to watch, and soon maybe we'll be able to report uh, an official visit date for him. And uh, usually when you give out official visits, Luke, 
uh, you know, you're, you're limited in how many you can give out. Uh, usually when you give out an official visit, that, that's somebody you want quite a bit. Yeah, and I know another safety just decommitted from Ohio State, and a lot of right. people have tied him to Alabama. Is there anything there? Uh, BOL, we do not think so yet. Uh, in terms of, like, there is a relationship. Alabama has recruited Jonte Gilbert. He's a 2025 and a national elite prospect that committed to Ohio State when he was a really young kid. He's decommitted. He just wants to look around now that he's been recruited nationally, checking out a bunch of programs. He likes South Carolina which is interesting. We were just talking about them. Uh, also like Georgia, of course, he's from there, from the Atlanta area. But there is an Alabama thing going on there. I mean, in terms of we've always had a relationship with him, always taught him. I think Gilbert would like to know more about Alabama, but uh, but it's nothing that we're ready to report as something that's blowing up. Uh, we'll see. I mean, the big, the big news coming up recruiting-wise is, of course, Amari Jefferson on Saturday and Nate Frazier, the running back from California, who may be the nation's top running back. He's going to announce Sunday, uh, Alabama, definitely on the short, short list there. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.